0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy
1: Baseball in 15, we'll look at how some all-stars became all-stars this season.
2: Like, nothing taxes. Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's- not had uh, three cold uh, yet. It works great, great in a fantasy
0: I'm just glad yeah. I am not at the dentist.
2: Fantasy Baseball
0: in
1: 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Tuesday, July 13th. All-Star Tuesday, looking forward to the Midsummer Classic later on tonight. And of course, Al, a great, fun, home-run derby on Monday. And man, Pete Alonso, he was built for this.
2: He was. He makes it look easy.
1: <laughs> Literally. He literally, like, anyone can go out and do this. Just watch Pete Alonso go out and mash 490 footers, pitch after pitch after pitch. It was awesome. Trey Mancini getting to the final. What a great story. Uh, Soto versus Otani. What a great first round matchup. That was a ton of fun. Matt Olson put on a little show in his one uh, in his one round. Trevor Story getting to win a matchup at home, and now you know we'll see how long he is for Colorado. Just a, a fun way to get All Star Week going. We're gonna get this show going. However, with our usual run through news and no. And even though it's All-Star Week, we do still have a few news and notes to go through. You say Kikuchi activated from the COVID IL, so he will be all thumbs up, all systems go when the second half begins for the Mariners. Ryan Weathers, on the other hand, not the case for him. Uh, he is dealing with a right foot issue, could be back in early August, so maybe just a couple of weeks that the Padres are without him. We'll see Chris Paddock, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove for the first series of the second half for this team at Washington. A.J. Preller hoping that Mackenzie Gore is an option, quote, at some point in the second half so we'll see what that means exactly and does that mean that this team could see another start for Reese Nair
2: Al? I think it's entirely possible because so you name three starters there. Uh, they will need the full five to start off the second half. Uh, you figure you Darvish uh, should be back for game four or game five uh, of the second half. And yeah, I mean, with Gore, it's sounding like uh, an option at some point. But, uh, you know, Preller not really definitive about, well, yeah, he'll he'll be in the rotation right away. I mean, I think we would have heard that kind of, of language if that were the case. So, I think kind of just by default I think we see we near we see near get a start to, in that first full week back. Yeah, just uh, just sort of adds up just this thing that
1: makes the most sense here for the Padres. Carlos Carrasco uh, obviously has yet to make his Mets debut, dealing with a torn hamstring. He's going to make a rehab start for High A Brooklyn on Thursday, so big-time thumbs up there. This is someone who could make an impact for both the Mets and fantasy managers in the second half of the season if he is able to get back in a timely fashion. Chris Archer, dealing with a forearm issue, started his rehab assignment uh, with Tampa's Florida Complex League affiliate on Monday, so we will be keeping a close eye on that as that team opens up the second half. Of the season. We talked a little bit about the home run derby, Al, the all star game tonight. I mean, Shohei Otani, how awesome is this? Gets to start the All Star Game as a pitcher, leading off uh, for the American League up against Max Scherzer. It's just going to be such a fun, unique thing that we see. And who knows how long even Otani is going to be able to do this. So just enjoy it while we can. As it goes for Max Scherzer, I mean, maybe he wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't be starting this game if Jacob DeGrom were available. But still, what a season he's having. And maybe we were a little bit too pessimistic on him coming into
2: the year. I think maybe and, and that's you know kind of maybe a, a strange sounding thing for us to say, uh, you know, for somebody who still was a top ten pitcher and ADP a top ten starter, but um You know, Scherzer prior to this year, I mean, he was, you know, pretty consistently within like the top four and did finish uh, the first half eighth in uh, five by five roto value among starters. And when you look at some of the pitchers who were ahead of him, who definitely we were not going to be drafting in the top 10, like Zach Wheeler, uh, Freddie Peralta. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I think maybe a little bit pessimistic. Does he belong, you know, back in the, the top four? Probably not, but, you know, somewhere in the middle and, and maybe that's that's splitting hairs. But I, I do think that maybe uh, we as a community exaggerated the, the injury risk, mm-hmm. the uh, age related decline risk for Max Scherzer. And uh, yeah, he's he's still Max Scherzer. And just getting back to uh, Otani. Was it just me being a little bit nervous uh, with that uh, matchup against Soto being extended into the the swing off? That you know, oh come on, save save some for the All Star game and and maybe the second half too.
1: (laughs) Something tells me uh, Shohei Otani, young man, elite athlete, he's going to be just fine uh, tonight (laughs) and in the second half of the season. And yeah, what I mean, that was just what a fun way two two of the game's brightest, youngest stars going head to head like that. It was um, you know really my favorite part of the home run derby no offense to Pete Alonzo and everything he did in the first second and championship rounds but it was just fun to see the game's Best stars in bright lights, head to head like that. Uh, absolutely loved that. We got a lot more fun ahead of us uh, later tonight. Al, let's just talk about some of the maybe more surprising all stars uh, for this season and think about what they could do in the second half. Cedric Mullins, maybe at the very top of that list. Not only that he's in the All Star game, but the fashion by which he is in the All Star game: hitting 314, 16 homers, 16 steals. Eleven of those homers have come at Camden Yards. He has bumped up the barrel rate. It was at 2.8% in 2027. .4% this year. Obviously no one's we're not I'm not expecting Cedric Mullins to go, you know, 32 32 and just double what he did in the second half of the season, but all the confidence in the world in this guy in the second half, that's for sure.
2: Well, I think yeah, all the confidence that he'll be somebody that you want to be starting uh, for sure. Uh, I think some regression is to be expected, and I, you know, I'm not going out on a limb saying that. I don't think there are many people, probably, who would want to argue with that, just given how monstrous his first half was. But uh, you know, I had a conversation recently with uh, Nando DeFino uh, off air uh, about Cedric Mullins and uh, you know where where this uh, the surge has come from. And last time I had really looked into it, I didn't see anything that really seemed to explain it. And so you mentioned the barrel rate is up, but the barrel rate has gone from being low to being, you know, good, you know, decent. Uh, not somebody you would expect 16 home runs in just over a half of baseball. Uh, the the a- average exit velocity of flies and liners is pretty much right where it was last season. So he's getting a little bit more launch angle to get those barrels. But uh, here's, here's something I think that's a key, Michael. 16 home runs, 11 of them at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. So this is something that we see from hitters who play in that park or play in Citizens Bank Park or Great American Ballpark, sometimes Yankee Stadium, uh, where we do see those lopsided splits. And somebody who can have kind of an average barrel rate can have well above average power numbers at home. And that might just be enough to keep Cedric Mullins, like I said, in must-start status into the second half.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, love what he's been doing for that Baltimore team this season, and I do think that that's where he's going to be. Abandoned the uh, the switch hitting, and it is really paying off for him this year. How about Joey Wendell, someone who uh, is here as a replacement player, but it's not like he just is here for no good reason. He's the 12th-ranked uh, third baseman in Roto Value. He's hitting two seven homers, six steals, 45 runs scored, a 1.9 F4, so doing a little bit of everything, that's something that Joey Wendell has pretty much always had in his game, and is always been a hallmark of this Tampa Bay Rays organization they're always going to have someone who does something like that when we look ahead to the second half for Joey Wendell uh, you think about Vidal Brujan coming up we know that Taylor Walls has been providing this team with great shortstop defense Wander Franco is going to be out there a lot how much playing time risk is associated with him even though he had this great first
2: half I think compared to what he has done in the first half, because it's not like he's been a literal everyday player right. lately. Uh, I think the key stat is one that maybe uh, we, we could have easily overlooked, which is that F war stat, almost uh, two wins worth of of production uh, in the first half. So I think that the def- the combination of the defense and the offense is enough to keep Wendell in the lineup more often than not and keep him in sort of a rotation with those other players that you mentioned. And You know, he's also just got the kind of profile, too, that I think is easy to overlook. But just just enough power, just enough speed, uh, enough run production that he he belongs in 12-team leagues, even with all the question marks that he brings with him. Absolutely crazy. And if there's one team that can figure out a way to
1: work in all those guys without making it like a deleterious effect on any of them, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. So still feeling good about Joey Wendell. How about Teoscar Hernandez? Al hitting two ninety seven, eleven 11 homers, 6 steals. The fly ball percentage is down, but maybe we feel good about him going into the second half, or at least better from a power perspective. 473 slugging percentage is his actual number, an x slug of 554. And we always love someone hitting
2: in the middle of this Toronto lineup. Yeah, there's a lot to like here with Tasker Hernandez, and maybe as you get to your league's uh, trade deadline, maybe somebody to to just uh, kick the tires on because, like you mentioned, the X slugging has been above the actual slugging by by a big margin, and that's with him not hitting as many fly balls this season. So, could be a really big second half for Tasker Hernandez. Might be you know, worthwhile to to see what uh, his manager wants for him uh, if if he is in fact on the trade block.
1: Yeah, definitely someone to look at. And again, like uh, we talk about this in fantasy football a lot, not quite as much in fantasy baseball, but environment can make a big difference. The lineup around you and. Love being invested in that Toronto lineup. Let's move it over to the National League for a second here, Al. I don't know the last time there was a team that went 34-56 and before the All-Star break and then had two starters in the All-Star game, but that's exactly the case for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier, both having excellent seasons and both having seasons that have them firmly... On the trade block, Uh, Brian Reynolds, he's going to be a starter no matter where he goes. Adam Frazier maybe could be turned into a part-time player if and when he gets traded. Do you look at any teams and say, I hope he goes there, I hope he goes there, or any teams that you don't want places for either of these guys to go to because of how their
2: environment could change? Well, as far as Frazier goes, not really, because I think he's just, he's going to be the same kind of hitter he isn't. I mean, if, you know, he went to a team with a better ballpark, which is not hard to do when you're already playing in PNC Park, uh, he's the line drive hitter and that's how he's become an all-star. I mean, he's just, his line drive rate is really off the charts this year, 30.2%. Uh, there are not many who have topped that in recent seasons and that's going to play anywhere. I mean, I think the bigger question isn't, you know, the environment and look, the run producing environment almost certainly to improve for Fraser as long as the playing time is there. Uh, so I I think, you know, that that's a that's a profile that's gonna translate wherever he goes.
1: Let's take a look at a few pictures, Al, before we get to our gambling spotlight. We will have something on that. Chris Bassett, Herman Marquez, Taiwan Walker. I don't think any of us expected any of these guys necessarily to be all stars this season, but they're all here. They have all earned their way here. They've all had excellent first halves that have us bullish on them for the second half. Pick out any one of these three guys and just uh, give me something that you're looking for out of him in the second half.
2: Uh, I would say of the three, Taiwan Walker is the one who, who probably has the most for me to to really pay attention to uh, because of the case of Bassett and Marquez. I mean, I think that the gains that they've made, they've really supported uh, the case of of Marquez. More ground balls, lower ground balls. That's really helped with the home runs and with the BABIP for for Marquez. Um, Bassett, a little bit of an uptick in strikeouts. But uh, Walker, I'm not sure how he's doing it. (laughs) He's got a 1.03 whip. uh, That's really fueled by the 249 BABIP. And unlike with Marquez, with the low ground, I'm not sure what the basis for that is other than maybe some good luck. So really interested to see how Walker's uh, profile plays out in the second half.
1: If you're a Taiwan Walker manager, are you thinking about trying to trade him over the next couple of weeks while you still can?
2: I am, and I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that right there is some beautiful, beautiful, succinct, and exactly what we want
2: on Fantasy Baseball in 15. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Updates forthcoming.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: Um, all right, Al. I've got uh, I've got a piece of uh, gambling spotlight to uh, to share with everyone here. Of course, it's not our usual Tuesday. I don't have 15 games and all the props and all the sides to choose from in those 15 games. Just one game? But there is still something fun to be found. I hate to be bringing this sort of uh, analysis to the table because it's the All Star Game. We want to have fun. I want to see like a you know a ten to eight sort of game, home runs flying out of Coors Field. And yes, Coors Field is a factor here, but these te- these games have tended to be low scoring games in recent history. We've only seen one all-star games since 2008 where both teams have scored at least four runs if the, if something was going to buck that trend course field would help it but i'm still feeling just trust in history here trust in recent history and going with a no there so BetMGM does offer a prop where you can pick the winner and both teams to score more than four runs, a binary choice, yes or no. I'm going to go head out there and say that the answer to that is no, and since either of these teams is liable to win, since there's no real read on, oh, you know, the American League's got Shohei Otani and the National League's got Mike Scherzer starting, I think, XYZ. We're talking about two teams filled with literal all-stars. So, I'm just going to go with the team that has the better payout odds and that's the American League. So, give me the American League to win, both teams will not score at least 4 runs. That's going to pay out plus 260 at BetMGM. So, that's what I'm looking at. Is that crazy to say both teams not going to score 4? In course, given the recent history, I I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah, it was like it. Uh, it was a it was a very high scoring affair early on in the 2000s. But like I said, just 2008 and on, we've only seen one game where both teams have gotten to four. So I think we stick. Under that mark, even with Coursefield at the backs of the offense. Al and I are going to be off Fantasy Baseball in 15, going to be off the next two days. This show does return with Al and DVR on Friday. Enjoy the All-Star Game. We'll talk to you at the end of the weekend to kick off the second half. Rate, review, all that good stuff. And we can't wait to get back with you guys on Friday.